I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. You also have to remember that sometimes our to-do list becomes so cluttered that in order to keep it refined and focused, it's easier to have a lot of things sitting over on the don't-do list. So that our to-do list is purely the things that we have to be working on that day and the things that we have to get done or want to get done so that this other list can kind of be the junk list of going, okay, this is the one that I don't have to pay attention to. That goes over on this board. I've learned another thing. I'm not going to do these things, but I'm going to focus my attention over here. And with that, welcome to episode 330, talking about not to-do lists today. (laughs) Thank you to Pet Sitters Associates and our wonderful Patreon members like Catherine, Jan, Lori, Dog and Cat Cards, and all of the other Patreon members that we have. We are very appreciative of your support, your financial resources, and just all of the wonderful ideas that you bring to the show. If you would like to learn more about what a Patreon member is, you you can go to petsitterconfessional.com slash support. And we're really looking forward to our first Friday of the month monthly meetup, November 4th, where our great Dane members and us will jump on a Zoom call and see how everybody's doing, catch up and just share and have a little bit of time to step away from the business and, and see how everybody's doing. So today we're going to talk about not to-do lists. And that might seem funny, but we always talk about to-do lists. We have them. They seem to be never-ending. They can feel really overwhelming at times because there's always more things that we need to add. And a lot of times these things are necessary in order to remember everything that we have going on. We do our checklists. We have our our phones with our calendars and, and everything And so to-do lists are super helpful in remembering the day-to-day tasks of, you know, deadlines that we have coming up and goals that we have set for ourselves personally and in our business. So we've all heard about to-do lists, but have you heard about not to-do lists? Well, those are also very important to do. (laughs) (laughs) Put a not to-do list on your do list. Well, and just taking a step back to look at those to-do lists. These do keep us focused. They keep us things highlighted that are, are, are important to us and they keep us motivated. I know many people are very task oriented. They get a high, a a great feeling, a lot of endorphin release of checking off that little box or crossing something off of a list. It helps them organize their thoughts for a day of going, these are my tasks for the day. So having daily to-do lists, weekly, monthly, annual to-do lists is a great way to help structure and organize a lot of the chaos that we have. And whether you use a, a paper list or whether you use an app, I know a lot of people use their calendar as a to-do list. Other people use emails as their to-do list. So it keeps things in there that are top of mind for them. Whatever method that you decide, it's useful to play around with that and decide what is going to work best for you and how you operate. So while a to-do list is important, a not-to-do list is also important. It's obviously filled with things not to do. And this can be something as simple as, you know, I will not go to bed without brushing my teeth. You know, it's very simplistic and has really nothing to do with our businesses. But it's important to put that on your not-to-do list because you obviously want to remember to brush your teeth. Well, basically, a not to do list are things that you, you don't do, no matter what. 
you are either uh, deleting them from your life, you are delegating them away from you, you are outsourcing them to somebody else, or importantly here, you're simply saying no when they try and find their way back onto that list that you have on your plate. One way of thinking about this is, is it's a conscious way of breaking bad habits, or it's a conscious way of setting better boundaries in your life, or it's a conscious way of leading a healthier mental, emotional, physical lifestyle by understanding these things, I as a person, I, me, because of my morals, ethics, values, goals, and objectives in my life, I cannot do these things. They don't fit with who I am and where I'm going. So that can mean you know, setting boundaries. I don't break boundaries that I have. I do not answer my phone after 5 p.m. I do not answer my phone or check my phone at all after 9 p.m. There are these boundaries that we have in our lives and our businesses that we don't want to break. And so it's important to put those on your not-to-do list. (laughs) Well, a lot of times it's these weak spots that we have, maybe a a personal character that we have, where it's very easy for us to slip back into these behaviors and say, oh, just one more client. Oh, I'll take that person who's a little bit further out from me. Oh, I'll go and do this thing that I said I would never do again, or I never would give a discount or whatever that is, where we want to do that. We are people pleasers in a lot of cases. We want people's business. We feel we have that need. And so these these weak spots, they come back up, but we need to remind ourselves to say no to prevent ourselves from going down that road. And sometimes it literally is writing them out on a post-it note, on a list to remind ourselves of that. A good example here is your time. So it is all of our most valuable assets. We want to be paid for our time. We want to be compensated for you know the work that we do. And so when you have maybe a project that is super big, but it ultimately it ultimately produces little value or little compensation for your time, it's important to cut those things out or like you mentioned, delegate to somebody else. It could be things like obsessively checking your phone pulling to refresh on an email or on social media to see when something new comes up. Okay, I'm guilty of that one. (laughs) (laughs) But if you find yourself doing these little habits, these things in your life where you go, you know, this is, in some instances, very important to my business so that I stay on top of email, so I stay on top of comments, and I stay on top of the social media aspect. But at the end of the day, we have to look at that and go, how much value is this bringing to me? And that's going to fall out differently for everybody, depending on where you are in your business and what your role is in your business and where you see yourself. But that was just an example. So whatever that is, you can go, I'm doing this thing and I feel like I should be, but it's not bringing me a lot of value. So maybe that's something I don't need to do anymore. And that's going to save me a little bit of time in the end. And in the same vein, tasks that emotionally drain you. So we are on constantly in this business. We're going from sun up to sundown. And we're basically, as we talked about, I think last week on the episode, switching tasks every 30 to 45 minutes, depending on how often your visits are. And so these there there's so much that is emotionally draining in our businesses. And so things, tasks or projects or even clients that, you know, maybe are a little more high maintenance and you don't necessarily want to deal with that. Things that emotionally drain you are important for your not to do list. And I think we do need to take a step back here and go, what is what makes a not to do list different than a to do list other than it's just a list of things we don't want to do. 
I think there are a couple characteristics of things that go on the not to do list. Usually these items are they're usually reoccurring things that come back over and over again, this kind of idea of this bad repetitive behavior where we can't quite stop doing it. Um, These things also have no deadlines or reminders in our lives. The thing about a to-do list is we're trying to get them done in a certain time. We're trying to complete these for a certain reason. The not to-do list is more to benefit us, and we have no deadline for where it needs to happen. And then the other thing is, is that a to-do list, we're constantly revisiting it. We're revising it. We're looking at it, trying to see and refine it to make sure everything's on there that we need to be. We don't really do that with a not to-do list. It goes on there once, and then we're moving on, as a, and we're going to be reminding ourselves that it's there. But it's not something we're going to ever take off, really, because it, it needs to be there as a reminder to us. So ultimately, though, it does help us stay focused. Just like a to-do list, you can check things off, but a not to-do list helps us to stay focused as well because it kind of clears away the clutter. You know, if you have on your not to do list, I am not going to mindlessly scroll on Facebook when I get on Facebook. I'm going to be intentional. That will ultimately help you not get distracted from everything else and just help you to, it'll, it will be a guide for you to know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, a guide. And I love that word, Megan, of saying focused because things that also go on the not to do list are things like worrying about other people's responsibilities or things that are outside of our control. If I start putting worry about how my clients will react to my price hike, if I put that on my to-do list, now I might not actually physically write that, but I do put that subconsciously on my to-do list because I feel like as a business owner, I need to worry about those things. So I feel like I need to do that. I'm going to worry about that other person's responsibility, that other person's reaction. That's totally out of my control. That's cluttered in there all of a sudden with the things right next to pay my taxes, get the car oil changed, make sure that I have my insurance, don't forget to schedule the meet and greet. Things that are actually truly genuinely important to the functioning and vitality of my life and my business are now cluttered up with these things that have no business being there. And so again, putting them on this not to do list allows them to take them off of our plate, off of our mind and put them on this big list to keep our actual to do list really refined and honed in onto what we want to do on what we want to and what we need to be doing. Something that should definitely be on your to-do list is insurance. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they have provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. Because you work in the pet care industry, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. You can get a discount when joining by clicking Membership Pet Sitter Confessional and using the discount code CONFESSIONAL at checkout to get $10 off. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at PetsitLLC.com. So what are some questions that we should ask ourselves about what really needs to go on our not to-do list? Basically, how do we go from about finding what should go over there? So to figure out what exactly needs to go on a not to-do list, you need to ask yourself a few big questions. And the first one is, is this task that you are performing, is it necessary? Does it drain you? Do you enjoy doing it? How are you feeling when you're performing the task? Do you have 
have negative emotions or are you pretty happy about it? Do you usually, and this is a big one for a lot of people, including me, do you usually procrastinate when you perform this task? If so, you probably either need to set up some different boundaries with it or set it to an earlier deadline or maybe delegate it to somebody else if you absolutely hate doing it. (laughs) And then also, I mean, if there's stronger emotions in this, if you feel guilt or anger after you have said yes to taking on the client or doing this project or whatever it is that you're doing, do you have super strong emotions? And if so, that's probably something that you need to say no to, delegate it, delete it completely. Just say, this is not something that I want to do in my business any longer. A lot of people got rid of house sitting for this very reason of, I don't like being away from my pets. I don't like being away from my own bed. And so I'm just not going to do this anymore. So that's not something that my company offers. And that's perfectly fine. It's on your not to-do list. We no longer offer house sitting. Period. Well, I think many of us have had this experience of you take on a client and you get into that and all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, the, I, this was a mistake. I should never have said yes to this client or this person, or I should have never have gotten myself into this situation. And so understanding and taking that moment to go, how did I get here? What can I do in the future to change and making sure that that goes, I will never say yes to that kind of thing again. Well, and maybe your intentions were completely good and completely pure and you weren't feeling any kind of guilt about saying yes to this in the first place, but you just got into it and you were either in over your head or you just didn't enjoy it. And so you need to put it on the opposite list now. I think for me asking yourself, is what I'm doing a waste? Am I wasting my time? Am I wasting my energy? Am I wasting my resources? Am I wasting my my money? doing this task. If so, if you can label it as this is a waste, this is not important or useful to me, my company, my business, or my clients, that to me is a bright red flag that this is something that needs to be stopped being done and being done immediately. It needs to go on that never do list. Well, and I think for us, uh, we haven't had a super big success in events before. So being a vendor at an event and they haven't gotten us a whole lot of clients. They've gotten us great networking with other businesses in the area. But, you know, as far as events, we're not super interested in being that bright, expensive, big sponsor anymore simply because we kind of know what to expect now at the events in our local communities. And so, that's just something that we we now know going forward. And so we're probably going to put that on our not-to-do list. Yeah. We, we At first, we're interested in, oh, we can be a vendor at this list. We can go, go to this event. And we quickly realize that that doesn't fit us. That's not what we need to be doing and spending our time doing. We can invest that in much better resources and avenues that are going to see a higher payoff much quicker. And then once you have your list or your not to do list, then ultimately saying no to those things seems pretty simple, but say no to yourself. Really, that's not something that we talk about very often, but it is important. You know, we say yes to ourselves of saying yes to self-care and saying yes to, you know, meditation or prayer or going off and reading or hiking in the woods or whatever it is that you like to do. We say yes to ourselves, but then also we need to say no to ourselves because we need to have those boundaries. We need to have that self-discipline and that self-control, not only in our personal lives, but our business as well, because we are our we we run and operate our businesses 
And it's very hard to separate our personal from our business lives. And so there are things that we need to say no to, including ourselves. And that can be really hard, but it is very important because we know ourselves best. We know our limitations. We know our proclivities to do certain things or not do certain things. And so really, again, having that self-discipline to say, no, I will not do this thing. I, I you know, maybe I want to, but it is ultimately not the best thing for me. Like, I really want to eat the entire package of candy, but is that the best thing for me? No. I really want to say yes to this client again because they tip every single time, but they are also three miles outside of my service radius. So I need to not do that. I need to say no to giving into that. And I need to say no to myself. A not-to-do list is also more of a conscious thing than a to-do list because rather than procrastinating, which can be very easily done with a to-do list, oh, I'll just put that off for tomorrow. You can't really do that with a not-to-do list because that's more, it's more here and now, immediate. That event I is on my not-to-do list. That client is on my not-to-do list. The checking my phone after a certain time not to do list. Yeah, it's definitely a much more immediate because it's focused on me and myself. It's what I will not do. It's the actions, the behaviors, the things I will no longer do in my business and my life. And so yeah, it's not something that we can just put off. It is a very active presence, real conscious effort that we have in our lives. And it helps us get a little bit more control and presence and focus in our lives. We've said that word a couple times, but it really does help as a reminder of that big waving red flag with big flashing warning lights. You wrote it down. You told people about it. This is on a list. (laughs) These are something that you said you promised you would not do. And here it is as a reminder to us. Because again, we're trying to change, trying to move forward and trying to do new and better things. Yeah, it's very purposeful. We have a purpose. We have a goal. Just like with your to-do list, you have a purpose and a goal with your not-to-do list as well. And that's very important to keep in mind. If you have a to-do list or a not-to-do list, you can let us know. You can send us an email at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. We'd love to hear how you define what goes on a not-to-do list and the questions that you use to to define those. Have you even heard of a not-to-do list? And is it something that you implement? That's definitely something that we would like to, to know about and see if it's useful to other people. So you can send us an email at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. We want to thank our sponsor today, Petsitters Associates, and our wonderful Patreon members for supporting the show. They found value in it, and they are helping to keep the show going. And is that something, again, if you're interested in, you can go to petsitterconfessional.com slash support. Or you can simply share this episode or any of the other 329 episodes with a pet sitter or dog walker friend. We greatly appreciate you listening today, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) 